right, welcome all to episode five of the SMB podcast, where we discuss all things related to the security, maturity, and best practice for your small medium business, or also known as the SMB for your SMB. I'm your co-host, Mark Gibson, alongside my friend and business partner, Mike Almeida. Mike, how are things for you today? Fantastic, Mark. Fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to talk about today's topic for sure. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Yeah. So today's topic is operational execution, consistency, quality control, those types of things, all the, the challenges that us small business owners have in delivering products and services. And uh, really, you know, the question is kind of what's the best way that we can ensure those consistent outcomes in our, our business operations? And, uh, you know, I think the short answer is automate where you can and standardize everything else. And uh, so the real question is, is it possible to bring order uh, to the chaos of your solar daily minutiae? And, uh, and our answer is we'd say yes. And today's about kind of how we tackle that. So we think about, we think about what this looks like. Really, there, there's, a, there's an overarching theme here. Every business should have a policy, a plan, and procedures to execute that plan. And is there a difference between all the three? And we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. But us as business leaders, ultimately, our job is to articulate all the expected outcomes we foresee for a business and lead their teams to deliver those expected outcomes. And, and it takes a plan, <laughs> it takes execution, and it takes those detailed procedures to do it right? I mean, that that's essentially what makes up a business. But what happens when there's more than one person? Yeah, right? uh, yeah, exactly. I, so Mike, the, you know, it's a complication, even for, you know, the smallest of businesses, right? As soon as you add a second person, you're, um, you've got a need for quality control within your, your organization, right? In terms of the operations. Um, you know, with, with one person, you, you've got a little bit of a need because you've still got to understand you know, I, I, I can tell you, I can't remember what I did a week ago. Um, and so to be able to execute, um, you know, a procedure or a process the same way each time, it's good to have uh, something of a reference point. But that becomes even more critical when there are two people. Uh, and of course, you you know, it's a multiplying factor as you go along, but then you start to introduce uh, that person's perspectives and um, uh interpretations of where you need to go. So that's what we're talking about when we say, you know, a business leader's role is to make sure everybody has the same expectation for what those outcomes should be. Essentially, when we, when we bring new people, we onboard new people to an organization, in order for them to be successful, you should be able to put something in front of them and, and give them guidance. So it's not their idea of how things should get done. It's, it's already predetermined. And so I'm going to start with policies, right? What is a policy? It really defines a common set of expectations and, and it gives you an overarching idea of what the company is expecting to do and really set the, set the bar for what those are. Uh, aside from policies, we also have plans. Plans are used to establish predetermined series of steps that you take during an event. And it's, it's essentially a, a collection of procedures. And I'm going to let Mark talk about procedures. But if, if, if you take this collection of procedures and you use them to respond to something specific or like a trigger, this could be a crisis or it could be a, a next sub procedure, a next sub process based on the results of something that happens previously. And, and again, 
this is these are the first two layers and then you go into procedures yeah and you know if you think about how those two go together it's build, building a little bit of a uh well if you go from down up it's building something of a pyramid right each of those layers mm -hmm. are uh tied to the one above them and you know the policies are sort of the what uh, that you need to accomplish and, and maybe even the why. Um, and then the, the plans are going to be like, like you said, this collection of procedures, the procedures are going to be the how, how do we execute it? How do we deliver it? Um, and if it's a shared reference point, you know, Mike, you're going to do the same thing for that particular procedure that I'm going to do the next time. And the, the level, uh, at which you define that's going to be dependent upon you as the business leader deciding how much variation can I be okay with, um, you know, in terms of how, you know, uh, user one and user two complete that task. And if it has to be precise with no variation, you've got to really build those procedures to that level. Um, but also um, uh, make sure that it's there for somebody else to be able to reference. Uh, you know, we, we talked in the past about, um, you know, there sort of seems to be the stigma that, hey, I can't remember everything in my head, you know, like just in general organizations uh, to say, you know, you know, it's it's one thing to be familiar with the task and the concepts and so forth. But I mean, there's there's so many things I, I just can't remember anymore. And I just reference a document that says, hey, steps one through seven. Here you go. Boom. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so that way I'm doing it the same way every time. And it really can eliminate some of those um, uh, detail mistakes. Uh, and again, as I mentioned in the opener there, automate that if you can. Uh, That's right. Because <laughs> then you don't have to worry about it at all. But, you know, it's just not possible to do that sometimes. And so, it's, and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, again, you just said it. There's stigma. Like, if I can't remember how to do it, people are going to look bad on me. Who cares, man? Yeah. I, I, there, there are many times where I look at a piece of paper and follow it to the T. So I make sure that I don't miss a step. It has nothing to do with Mike and how great he is at remembering things. This has everything to do with following a procedure to make sure that, that the outcome is what the business expects the outcome to be, right? And so yeah. these are essentially the blocking and tackling for your business. So it doesn't have to be in your mind. It's perfectly okay to look at a piece of paper. Yeah. So if you take, you know, all these three things that we just talked about at different levels, right? And, and at, there are levels to this. The policies in particular, they're not going to get down into the nitty gritty of the procedures. They're going to set that viewpoint, say it, uh, I don't know, depends on what you're looking at, but 20, 30, 40, 50,000 foot level of what mm -hmm. needs to happen for the organization. So that when those procedures are defined, you know that they are working within the framework. Of that uh, uh, of that policy, but you put all of those things together, and it's that common reference point for your organization about what, why, and how things are going to operate, and it really that becomes your organizational governance, um, and you know it provides a connective tissue for the team. Uh, that's really what communication is about, and it's really where operational consistency and execution comes from is that we're able to scale and repeat the same tasks over and over and over at a, you know, at a particular level. All right. And you think about it for a second, you take a step back and say, how much of our days are predictable, right? And it really, it really depends on the type of business you're in, but probably for most of us, it should be more than 50%. And what I mean by that is it's not a firefight. You're not, 
jumping around every single day trying to figure out what to do next. And it's not unexpected, but it certainly could be planned for. And, and at the end of the day, that's why, why we have these, this governance, as you said, Mark, in place. Mm -hmm. It's to ensure that there is a predictable path forward. Will there be times and areas where things might go outside the bounds? Absolutely. But that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. If, if you know, if you're listening, if you kind of think about, I don't know, the last couple of days, there, I, there's probably any number of things that came up and you're like, man, I didn't see that coming or it was someone unexpected. But if you took it a step further and looked at it, yeah, it was probably coming a mile away, right? It's a, it's a variation. It's outside of your expected box. And if you've got defined hard edges, uh, which is you know what this, this will help you do, then you'll be able to see those things uh, coming pretty clearly. But most often, they don't need to rise to the level of the business owner or the business leader to make decisions on it. Your, your team should be able to handle that because they understand what the expectations are and they also understand what uh, a consistent good looks like. All right, and I think at the end of the day, we think about the importance of this. Really, why do we have this overarching governance in place? It really is to conform the business to a model and also to hold people accountable for what they do, right? So when you have these types of processes across organizations, it allows you to not only set the tone as a business owner for the direction you want your company to do, but it creates, it creates that, that routine, it creates a standardization, and it really enables you to become effective at doing it. So you're conditioning people to study processes, you're conditioning people to make sure that they're following this to a T. And when those issues do happen, like we talked about, you're more prepared for them because you have a process in place versus trying to put out fires left and right and really not knowing what to do when something like that happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll say that uh, there's a real question here around. Uh, so, you know, just because you have a policy or a plan or procedure, that doesn't mean that you're suddenly becoming, you know, you're executing at the highest level possible. There's a whole lot of um, mortar that goes in between the bricks here, but that's largely where your culture comes in. Right. And um, the question there becomes, uh, you know, how do you maintain discipline to that? How do you manage those, you know, exceptions and, and you know, maybe some performance management. So that's not really where we're going with today's conversation. Today is really saying, here's the building blocks, you know, of of that process. You know, and as just as a quick example, Mike, I, <laughs> you know, we've got a, uh, a process that uh, I, you know, I'm the, we'll call it the process owner. And it's around, you know, sort of our, our sales lifecycle for quoting and delivering, um, to, to clients and helping them, you know, whether it might be hardware services, whatever the case may be. For the life of me, I cannot have that process stick in my head, all the details of it. Uh, but fortunately, uh, early in our, our development and, and processes as a business, we took to a, um, a habit of documenting these things. And I reference that particular document. It's, you know, hey, it's here's the you know, quoting and sales life cycle. And it's got a few tabs that say, you know, when you're here, do this, when you're here, do that. And because of that, I'm able to repeat the same outcome every time and gives me a more consistent handoff to the rest of our team about how they execute that. And I would not be able to deliver that uh, without having this document available to us. It's just, 
it wouldn't work. <laughs> so. I'm so happy you you brought up a good example, Mark, yeah. of our company, because I want to bring up a bad example. And, and you'll probably remember, remember this. Mark and I worked together uh, several years ago for a nonprofit. And I'll tell you what, uh, at one point in my career, I had started off when I was out, out of the military there. And it was a very small company, probably about 30 people. But it was it was it was small enough where we were I was able to pick up certain things just by hearing people say. However, really was not very good documentation. And so I learned how to do things based on watching, based on understanding and, and incorporating it. Later in my career, I returned back in a leadership role and the size of the company had doubled. But guess what didn't change? The, developing that governance framework with the plans, the policy and procedure. And so Mark, you remember this, we spent a year, we spent yeah. a year having to build procedures processes for the entire organization. I mean, we had over 200 plus procedures and it cost an arm and a leg. It's expensive, but I mean, you, that's where you don't want to be. You don't right. want to spend a year trying to catch up for a decade's worth of work that you've never done before. Right. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So, so, so what would you say, Mark, what's your, what's your closing thought here on, on operational excellence? I'm, I'm going to reference uh, a couple of guys execution, who uh, know more about this than, than, than I do, I think, uh, you know, and, and so Vern Harnish, he's the author of uh, the Rockefeller Habits. Uh, he's got a saying, a saying, uh, routine will set you free. And uh, couple that with, you know, John Wooden, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but uh, he believes attention to and, and perfection of the basics that they're the difference between champions and near champions. Um, that the things at that level are critical to separating uh, your out, uh, your outgoing, or excuse me, your overall performance. And so I think, you know, this area that we're talking about, that's where you can overlap those two concepts for those guys. Uh, and it's that, you know, the hows of your routines and your procedures, they should be almost automatic, uh, excuse me, automatic. Uh, freeing up your team to be able to focus energy on the variables that come outside of that box uh, that pop up each day. And uh, for the most part, though, they should be able to handle those variables, making their decisions and their behaviors based on the policies, which are the what and the why, that the leaders of the business have already set for them and defined, and it's clearly communicated. So if you can you know, decide which of those routines and procedures matter the most to your business and will move the needle the most uh, and get them standardized and communicated to your team, uh, man, your business outcomes, they're just going to ex exponentially increase and life's going to be a lot easier um, with a lot more production. Can't, can't agree with you more, Mark. You know, as, as we wrap up and, and close here, I spent 12 years in the military and if there was one thing that I admired about the army is the precision execution for just about anything and everything, whether it was a set time for training, conducting drills, completing missions, everything was done according to a policy, a procedure and a plan. I mean, even at the smallest unit level in the army, those things made a huge difference to how successful we were. And I find that even today, I still carry many of those qualities and, and traits with me, even though I've been out of the military for, for quite some time. And it goes to show you how effective they could be. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to our SMB podcast today. Again, I'm your co-host, Mike Almeida with my business partner, Mark Gibson. If we've been able to provide any value or you just like hearing our voices, please share this podcast with your network, rate and subscribe the show on Apple, 
podcasts on Spotify or even your favorite app. So thanks again for attending. We'll see you guys next time.